Genesis chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed, as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. This is the word of the Lord. At times, we carry an invisible weight, don't we? Kind of rests on our shoulders and settles over our souls that shadows our days and invades our nights. It's like a stress that kind of nips at the edges of our well-being. A little bit like a, a snarling dog that can drain our energy and discolor our joy. Anybody ever felt that way before? Yeah. Maybe you've even felt it during the holiday season or maybe you let, you know, you were so joyful up to the holidays and then it's all over that climax moment and you just kind of start feeling the weight of ordinary life again. Well, if that's you, it's certainly me at times. I want to invite you to hear the words of author Anne Voskamp today. She writes, feel the weight that you are carrying. Just begin to thin and melt away in the heat of God's words for you right now. I will bless you. God will not burden you. He will not break you. He will bless you. And this God who says, I will bless you, is the God of invincible reliability, the God of infinite resources, and the God of insistent love. He's the one who says, I will bless you. So with this knowledge... At the beginning of a new year, it's okay to go ahead and take a deep breath. I hear that. Wonderful. Take that breath. Go ahead and get some sleep. Go ahead and throw your head back and have a good belly laugh. Because God, when we turn our faces to God, he will bless. He says so. In Genesis 12 that Gary just read, God invited Abraham in the midst of receiving blessing to first open up his hands and let go of some things, didn't he? His homeland, his comfort zone, even some of his relatives that he might take a hold of a different type of blessing. I know that we have all these last two years gone through many things where we had to open up our hands and do some letting go. Former, or I don't know, no, I shouldn't call you that, prior, prior New Hope people, you left a building behind. You changed locations, a little bit like Abram himself, right? And those of you in this building connected to Mount Scott, Church of God in previous years, 
We let go of a name and in many ways an identity. That's what we've experienced as a church. Perhaps more personally, you've gone through other types of losses. Some of you have even experienced the most traumatic and dramatic loss of losing someone that you love from life on earth. Others of you have experienced job loss. Perhaps there's been a shift in your health in the last two years. You've uh, had a marriage or a long-term relationship come to an end. Or perhaps a beloved child take off to God knows where because there's no communication. When we let go, whether by our choice or whether by the choice of somebody else, there's that moment, there's that time, that space. Even if it's of our choosing and we're stepping out to do it, we feel a little bit emptied out. We may even try to fill that space to dull the pain, and to deny the hurt. But God says, just like he asked Abraham, would you just keep your hands open? I know you've lost. I know you've let things go. But would you keep your hands open that God himself might fill the empty with himself and with what he wants to do in the coming days of your life? Because it is always God's desire to bless. It is never his desire to do anything but to bless. And blessing is a major theme in the book of Genesis, that book of new beginnings. Blessing blessing language is used over around a hundred times in Genesis. And I want to note that that is after the fall, after the flood. So even when humanity turned about their backs against God and began to explore uh, life on their own, it did not change God's heart. It changed a lot of other things. Sin always does, but it didn't change God's heart toward humanity. Blessing in Genesis stands as a gift that God brings to us and offers to us to bring forth goodness and well-being in our lives. And Abraham, when he heard those words, when he heard God call, he stepped out in obedience. He let go of family, of his identity, of being known in a certain place. He let go of security to go to an unknown territory and an unknown future. And we stand at the beginning of 2023, and we look to an unknown future. But we know the God that awaits us there. And we'll walk into that unknown future with us just as he did with Abram. Abram showed, he demonstrated by stepping out and going on that journey that he would trust that God would honor the promise to bless him in that new place. God would more than match, as we know, because we know the history. All that we know that Abraham walked through and received and what he became, he didn't know that. He was a nobody. He was not known. He didn't know what the future would hold. We look back and we know what it held for him. There would be an abundance for him. 
for his family, for his nation. And God even promised that he would bless every family on the earth through Abram. God's heart is large toward humanity. It seeks our goodness and our well-being for all. When Peter told Jesus, Jesus, we have given up everything to follow you. This is what Jesus said. He said, yes, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. There's a sermon for another day. (laughs) How he slides that right in there. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. The coming together of our two church families is still fairly new to us as we have made this church our home. And as God led two churches, listening hard for his plan with buildings too big, debt too great, future unknown, you could say God led us to leave much behind. But in the leaving, did we not gain so much more? The abundance of new relationships. How many more brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers have we gained in the merging of our two churches? So many more houses that now welcome us in to friendship and into faith. Resources shared. A stabilizing of our ongoing ministry inside this building. And beyond that, our coming together enables God's blessings to flow through us at a greater pace out into our neighborhood and into our city in increasing ways. When we follow God, when we, as New Hope, as we say here, when we follow Jesus and share his love, God's blessings flow, not only to us, but through us. It is the heart of God to bless. Now, a reading of the life of Abraham and of the disciples reveal that in the mix of this promise and the abundance, the challenges still come, that big mistakes are still made, and yet the promise of God remains unaltered. God says, I will bless you. What did the particular blessing to Abram entail? One, a new identity. His future looked different than it did before God tapped him on the shoulder and said, Abraham, have I got a deal for you? (laughs) Ready or not, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to make you and Sarah into parents first, and then out of that, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to make sure that your name is well-known and respected. And Abraham would come to be called the friend of God. Called this because he trusted that God said what God, that God would do what God had promised and for his obedience to God's instructions. Jesus also used the word friend to describe New Testament believers speaking as well to our new identity. Look at these words of Jesus. He said, my command is this, 
Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I learned from the Father, I have made known to you. Our identity is to follow Jesus and share his love. As we live that out, he names us, gives us a new identity of friend of God. Second blessing we see in Abram's life is expansion. While God tells us that he doesn't despise the beginning of uh, the small, of the doesn't despise small things and small beginnings, tells us we shouldn't either. There's still no, there's no undeniability that growth and flourishing are always present when God is involved. Material flourishing, spiritual flourishing, relational flourishing, goodness and well-being. We don't need to despise material blessing when we are trying to react against the prosperity gospel that has become so popular in the last 30 years. To say that everyone who puts their faith in Christ is going to have a big bank account and drive a Beamer is just not biblical. But in almost every blessing that we read in Scripture, it involves some aspect of material blessing. We see it in the blessing given to Abraham right here in chapter 12. We see it in the words of Jesus to Peter that we heard, that land, houses, property are mentioned. In many other places, we see banquets and feasts as part of a material blessing to people. God loves to provide, intends to provide, not only for a spiritual part of ourselves, but the holistic person, which includes material provision for us. And can I just say, that doesn't always mean more. It doesn't always mean bigger or greater in, in kind of the way that the West defines it. Our family uh, had to downsize from our family home a couple of years ago for a variety of reasons. And before we even began to look, we got a phone call. And God provided for us a much smaller home that fits our needs, our finances, and it's a home that we love and where we are flourishing. He's given us, he's placed us in a spot where we love the neighbors around us. And I was so worried about that because we loved the other neighborhood that we lived in and the people around us of 15 years. But there goes God just doing it again. We love our new neighbors. So I would just encourage you this morning, don't hesitate to ask God to provide for you in your needs. Provision for your bills. Talk about a weight that often weighs heavy. Ask God to provide for your livelihood, the way you make your living. Ask God to provide the right living space for you and for you and your family. It is God's delight to provide. While material blessing is part of God's plan, it always takes a back seat, in a sense, to relational blessing. Relationship with God, with our families, with people in the faith and people outside the faith. Of the 100 or so blessings that Genesis mentions are the words family, brothers and sisters, nations, neighbors, 
fam, our neighbors, foreigners, and the body of Christ. God blesses and expands our lives through relationships of all kinds. I recently visited someone uh, who had walked through a, a personal loss in her life, and she commented just how sustained and cared for she felt by the people of New Hope. And in the middle of a cold night when worry is knocking on the door and that invisible weight is weighing on us, it is the promise of a relational God. It is the warmth of friends and family that gets us through that night, not a, not a shiny beamer in the driveway. Material blessing always takes a backseat to relational blessing. The final part of Abram's blessing in chapter in Genesis 12 is to be a vehicle of blessing. God shares with us the joy, the experience of being a conduit, right? A, a, a vehicle of blessing others. I, I once heard Martha Stewart say, remember that the only purpose potatoes serve is to be a vehicle for butter and salt, so use plenty. <laughs> Thought, you got it, all right, I like that. So true. And while the church serves uh, more purposes, really, than just being a vehicle of blessing, it's always been a big part of who God's people are, to be that vehicle of blessing. It's the, that's God's design for his people. A vehicle for the light of God, a vehicle for the compassion of God, a vehicle for the provision of God. And God has used through the centuries the church in so many numerous ways to bless the world at large, to bless everyone. Most of the hospitals, educational institutions, orphanages in all parts of the world were begun by followers of Christ. Our recent team that went to uh, Kenya last fall to the Open Arms Village, they experienced such a joy at being a vehicle for blessing that they came home and they didn't want it to stop. So know that that team is beginning to explore and, and look for ways that they could continue being a blessing in that part of the world. In fact, I, I won't give you more than that. I'll just say be praying over that because there's on the heart of some of that team a way to go back and increase uh, the practicality of, of travel and being in that village and how many people could be reached by that village. So just pray with us for that, that the blessings could continue to flow from us to others. And speaking of the way that blessings flow, I uh, found out just this morning that our two Advent offering recipients, First Image and, and uh, Refugee Care Collective, we hit, we're, well, we're, I think we're just a few dollars under goal, which was $30,000. So your, your generosity, the way that God has blessed you is going out to bless those two organizations and many, many other people. Go ahead. Thank you. Well, years ago, I experienced my first blessing service, which is what today is. Whether you knew it or not, you've walked into a blessing service. 
I was an associate pastor over in Tigard, and Gil Hensey, some of you know him, he attends here as well, he and his wife Marilyn, he's the one who introduced me to the idea of blessing the congregation at the beginning of the year. So we're going to move into this experience. I want to explain a little bit to you how this is going to work. And I just, before we, before we read the blessings over you, I, the reason I continue it, this is, I don't know what, Gail, 30 years later, uh, is that I saw the way that people took the blessing that was read over them very seriously. And they would keep it all year long and they'd put it up on their, on their mirror in the bathroom or on the refrigerator. And I would hear significant stories of the way God used that particular blessing in their life that year. So when you came in, you should have received a little number, a number between one and nine. If anybody doesn't have a number, would you please raise your hand because you really, oh, there's a lot. So ushers, if you would help us out, I'm going to keep explaining how this will work as, as they're bringing numbers to you so that we don't lose any time. We are going to, four of us up front are going to call out a number. We'll start, yeah, just raise your hands high. We've got some over here too that need numbers. Uh, when we call out your number, like number one, we're going to ask if you have that number that you stand. And someone up here is going to read a scripture and a blessing over you. And the rest of you sitting around the people that are standing, if you would, just like we do here at New Hope, just extend your hand, okay, towards that person as the blessing is read over them. And then they'll be up on a slide, and at the end of the, the reading of that blessing, the reader will say, amen, and if the rest of you would then say, may it be so. And there'll be, I believe, a slide up that will have those words for you. Okay, do we, does everybody have a number? A couple, some down here. Uh, anybody else without a number? Here's a couple in the middle. Yep, oh, there's some more over over here. Okay, awesome. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and ask if the readers would come up. And these, I think Mike mentioned, were written uh, by some of our staff. And we will begin to read over you. If you have number one, would you please stand? We have number one. Please stand. And the rest of you, as I read this first blessing, feel free to Stretch out your hand towards someone. Here we go. This is based on Romans 8, 35 through 7, 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Dallas Willard wrote, the kingdom of God is never in trouble. The kingdom of God never runs out of resources, and the kingdom of God is never lacking in power. Therefore, those who live with God in this available kingdom are never in trouble, never lack provision, and never lack power. In the kingdom of God, I discover that I am safe and significant and strong. 
So my friends, no matter what difficulties or joys come your way in 2023, may you know that nothing will ever separate you from the love of Christ. Amen. May it be so. Excellent. If you have number two, will you please stand? This blessing comes from James 1, verses 2 to 4. It says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try and get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. May the blessings of Christ always be with you in all the ups and downs that the new year may bring. May you become more Christ-like, focused in your life, and deeds finding joy and knowing his presence is with you. May perseverance bring healing and hope into your life. I pray that you enjoy the journey of deepening your relationship with Christ as we grow together to know him as a community of Christ followers. Amen. May May it be so. If you have number three, would you stand? Psalm 139, verses 7 through 10. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn and if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If we can be certain of anything, it's that life is uncertain. However, the psalmist reminds us that there's not a a what if or a yeah, but that can keep God's loving kindness from finding us. Whatever this coming year holds and wherever it takes you, may you come to know and more deeply trust God's liberating, healing, heart-expanding love Mm. that is always with you. Amen. May it be so. If you have number four, please stand. And if you are someone around them, please reach out and agree in prayer for them. And if you're a receiver, you can put your hand on your heart to receive this blessing for yourself. Psalm 5, 11 through 12 says, Let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Julian of Norwich wrote, Our Lord God showed that it gives him very great pleasure when a simple soul comes to him in a bare, plain, and familiar way. So it is in the simple moments that you will experience Christ's presence of peace. As you look towards the future and what God has in store for you, Remember his promise of always being present to you. The greatest blessings, blessing is the Holy Spirit alongside you on your journey of life. Your time spent with Christ may become a cherished, sacred space where you find refuge and peace. May gladness and joy stir within you as you recognize God's continuous favor 
around you. Amen. May it be so. All right. If you have a number five, will you stand, please? <clears throat> this comes from number six, 22 to 26. It says, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. You say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The time-honored blessing directly from God is a reminder of how much and in what ways our Lord wants to bless us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. I pray that you experience the fullness of that divine blessing as you journey in faith through 2023. Amen. May it be so. so. If you received number six, would you stand? Psalm 90, verses 12 and 17. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. The Bonhoeffer family used to read this psalm, Psalm 90, every December 31st to properly reset their hearts for the year to come. In this psalm, Moses reminds us that we are made of dust, we are like grass, and at best we have 70 to 80 years. May Moses' prayer be on our lips as we enter 2023. Teach us to number our days aright, that we might gain a heart of wisdom. When we realize time is our most precious commodity, we live wisely. Moses also juxtaposes our frailty with God's eternality. In light of who we are, and who God is, this psalm ends with another fitting prayer. Establish the work of our hands. God, in the year to come, establish the work of our hands for your glory and for the sake of the world. All is grace. Amen. May it be so. Okay, if you have number seven, will you please stand? This comes from Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May your hope come not from your own circumstances today, but from the King of love who continues to make all things new. May our God of hope fill you this year with the joy and peace that comes only from a deep acceptance and belief that we can't hold it all together, but we have full access to the one who does. Mm -hmm. May God open your entire being to allow the Holy Spirit full dominion over your life so that you may abound in hope and in so doing, become a blessing to the lost and hurting around us. Amen. May it, may be, it so. be so. If you have number eight, please stand. Oh, you guys are ready. <laughs> You're popping up. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. In this new year, may your eyes be open to, the, to more of every spiritual blessing that has been granted to you through Jesus Christ. When you fear lack, may you be reminded of abundance. When you feel loneliness, 
may you be reminded of God's presence. When you suffer, may you be comforted by the suffering servant. When you feel despair, may you be confident in the hope of salvation. When you feel weak, may you rest in the strength of the Almighty. May you know the boundless love of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit as an adopted daughter or son. Amen. May it be so. If you received a number nine, would you stand? And if you didn't get a number for some reason, I invite you to stand for this blessing as well. And our online community, this blessing is for you. Genesis 1, 27 and 31. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. The God who made every beautiful thing also made you with care and intention. God knows you and calls you good. God's works are wonderful and you are part of that. I pray that this year you would bask in your belovedness, that you would feel and delight in God's deep love for all the pieces of you. May you be free from any lies that tie you and fully embrace the love and truth waiting for you. Amen. Amen. May it be so. Thank you. One of the advantages of being up front when those blessings are read, and I've had that privilege so many times, I love to see the particular scripture that different people get. And I have the privilege of knowing some of your stories. And it's so beautiful just to see. And we're not claiming that there's magic and what number you got, but I'm not putting it past God to give you exactly what number you needed this morning either. So it's just beautiful to see the word read over you, to see it be meaningful, even on your faces as it's read. So we pray and hope that uh, this will just set your 2023 up to be a year of strength and a year of receiving blessing. 